0: And welcome back to another episode of the Mike's Invincible Podcast. I'm Otaku Mike. This is an offshoot bonus podcast from the Otakuology podcast. I know it's been some time since I've done one of these podcasts, but we're getting back in the swing of things, and we're talking more about Invincible, one of my favorite comics that I've been reading over the past year or so. And we are on issue thirteen of Invincible. If you don't remember what happened in the last episode of Invincible, here's a little quick synopsis about what happened. Invincible, Mark Grayson himself, and Omni-Man, Nolan Grayson, Invincible's father, got into a fight. Invincible found out what exactly happened to the Guardians of the Globe. We found out that Nolan Grayson, a.k.a. Omni-Man, killed the guardians of the globe and he wanted mark to help him take over the world and enslave all the earthlings because that's what the viltrumites do mark barely barely survived the fight with omni-man omni-man is off world and now we are dealing with the consequences of what happened from the last issue Here we go, let's get into this. I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and make sure to check out all the other episodes on the Otakuology podcast. This is just a little taste of what you usually get on the podcast. Anyways, let's get into this. So, we have issue 13 here, and issue 13, the cover is very, very much basic. It's a white background with Invincible on it, and our comic starts out with, in the snow, in the mountains where we left Invincible with the last issue. He is bloodied, beaten, and barely hanging on. We see the aftermath of what happened through the other characters' eyes. We see Debbie with um, some soldiers watching uh, the news. We see William, Mark's best friend, doing the same thing, as well as Eve, a.k.a. Adam Eve, watching the news all separately, as well as Art. Art was uh, Omni-Man's friend slash costume tailor. And we see uh, a mysterious man who we know now as Cecil Stegman uh, watching over Mark as he is in the hospital for the, like, super secret government organization that is in the world of Invincible. Which, honestly, I forgot what the name of it is. They're so high up in the government, even the government doesn't know who this is. But I think they're like the CIA, if I remember correctly. I can't remember to be honest. But yeah, this is really interesting uh, aspect to the story, just to where we see no words on these two pages that we have here, and we are just showing what happens with just the simple picture, which is really nice. It conveys so much emotion with our other characters which whoo i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about this so we transition from that to mark's hospital room mark wakes up from his two-week slumber he goes asleep for two weeks from the battle with omni man and we see cecil Stagman introduces himself he's like uh you know it's good to, that you're awake we thought you were gonna die basically he's like, what? How? I thought I was dreaming. How long has it been? And he's like, you've been out for two weeks, kid. You know, we, we thought you'd be out for more. And he, we get introduced to Cecil Stegman, who is basically kind of like the Nick Fury of the Invincible Universe. That's the best way I can subscribe, describe Cecil Stegman, except he's old, balding, and has a scar on his face. That's the best way I can describe him. He's like, my name is Cecil Stegman. I was the li- liaison or the, the man in the chair, you could say, the who, who looked over and sent your father on missions. He's like, I am such a high-ranking government official that I don't even know if I officially have a rank. The CIA doesn't even like answer to me. Or I don't even answer the CIA. The CIA answers to me. He's like that top-tier government official. And he's like, it was my job to keep the world safe. And I have basically failed. But Cecil starts talking to Mark. It's telling him all about what exactly his role in this whole uh, debacle is. And he was like, I brought your father into this. I had no idea what exactly was going on. We were left with so many questions on why he would actually do this. But he was the one who brought in Omni-Man to basically become a superhero and adapt to human society. He was the one who got him a secret identity and stuff like that. And then he started to monitor Mark when Mark started developing superpowers, and he wanted to talk to Mark about something in particular, but he ends up having to leave. We don't know why he leaves, but he leaves. This is a really interesting turn of events to see. When we start talking, he starts talking about his mom, uh, Mark's mom, and how she hurt everything, Uh, within the earpiece that was recorded because Cecil was the man in Omni-Man's earpiece and told him to go on different missions as it is so we'll lead into that we cut to uh, from the hospital or from the secret super secret hospital we get William and Eve and Eve is like oh hey hey William uh, how's it going it's like, ah, hey, ah, yeah, I'm doing okay, you know? And Eve is like, hey, have you seen uh, Mark? Mark hasn't been to school in two weeks. And he's like, um yeah, I don't know. He hasn't, I haven't seen or heard from him after the events with his father on TV. And she's like, what? you You knew about that, William? And he's like, oh my God, thank God. Thank God. I thought I was the only one who knew, which to my surprise, William never questions at this moment, never questions why Eve, how Eve knows that Mark is invincible. And how does William not know that Eve is Adam Eve, the superhero? Because she has no mask on. I wonder if it's like a Clark Kent type of thing. You know, it's hard to say in this world. Maybe it's just a disbelief. I don't know. Maybe we just go with it. It's superhero logic. But it's interesting to see. And this is a pretty funny moment in an issue that is so uh, down on and sad in the emotional aspect of this particular uh, comic. But now we cut back to Cecil and Debbie, Mark's mom, having a conversation. So Cecil walks in and he's like, look, I know things are hard for you at this moment. I just want to let you know that I understand that Nolan was responsible for your family's income, your financial income. And we just want, you know, to the outside world, everybody thinks that your husband died in a car crash like two weeks ago. Nobody knows he is Omni man. And in this world of invincible, uh, his Omni-Man's disguise or, or occupation was he was a famous writer. And he did write books, but they were all controlled, we find out, by the government. And the government basically could control when and how the the country or the society gets into particular books or media and movies and stuff like that so they kind of secretly control uh entertainment as you might say so that's why uh they uh Debbie and Mark have kind of lived a somewhat comfortable life to say the least but we hear that his books are being reprinted and they're on their third printing as of right now because to the outside world, he is a, um, I don't know what what you would say, a, a legend in the author world, book writing world. It's really, really hard to say. But they will be financially set up for years down the road to, to so they will not have to worry about financial situations. But to save face, Cecil also says, look, they're doing a fake funeral for your husband, uh, Omni-Man, a.k.a. Nolan uh, Grayson. And he's like, look, you're going to like kind of be there, but you're not going to be there because we have these super realistic holograms. So take your time and we will get into this when you're ready to go home so you people won't bombard you. So they basically made a fake a fake Debbie and I guess a fake Mark II to trot out there and basically do fake pr for uh omni man's or not uh, nolan's funeral but he is omni man you know uh and cecil says like i know this can be very overwhelming but i am just here to help because you know that, that that's what i do and and all you see is why debbie says why 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 are you doing this And Cecil says, because I feel responsible for what your husband's actions were. Uh, He was doing this all along under my nose. And, you know, I didn't have the power to stop him. And my power is very vast. And he has his fingers in everything, as we find out, you know? So we transition from the hospital to the teen team's headquarters which are on top of a bridge we see adam eve flying down into the particular hideout and she's very surprised to see that the guardians of the globe are there which are made up of uh robot rex uh black samson and some other characters i can't remember who they are monster girl and uh you know duplicate and stuff like that so it turns out that the Guardians of the Globe, well, the new Guardians of the Globe, because the old Guardian of the Globe died. They were slaughtered uh, terribly, and we come in to this scenario. Eve is looking for Mark, and we find out that this headquarters is only temporary until they can get their official headquarters, because the original Guardians of the Globe headquarters was still owned by War Woman and Darkwing's estate. So there is that that they have to deal with on the side. You know how it is. You know, when you get into that kind of the the situation of trying to, uh, you know, I guess inherit or not inherit uh, buildings. I don't know. So Eve reaches out to a robot because they used to be teammates and friends. And she's like, hey, look. Robot, I haven't seen Mark in two weeks. I don't know what happened to Mark. Can you use some of your government uh, assets that you now have and you now are, are capable of having and, and acquiring, uh, use some spy satellites, whatever you have to do, talk to some people. We need to find Mark. We don't, we, we need Mark. And he's, he's like, Robot's like, yeah, sure. I will I will look into this, see what I can find. Uh, he's like, I will do my best to locate, uh, Mark, and we see. Uh, he, Adam Eve's like, thanks, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I won't forget this, you know. Uh, let's do everything we can do to find Mark. And as Adam Eve is leaving, we see uh, Rex explode or Rex show up, and Rex explode and Eve. If you don't remember, used to date, except. Rex is a man whore, and he ended up sleeping with their teammate Duplicate and having an orgy with Duplicate and her duplicates that she made, which is really weird when you think about it. I don't know if that would be fun. I don't know. We might have to discuss that later. But Eve ended up finding out that this happened. They broke up, and Rex went automatically to his uh, side piece, uh, Duplicate and as we move on to that we get to the pentagon and we see i totally forget what his name is his name's donald his name's donald and donald works for cecil and he is basically like the liaison to the guardians of the globe or the new guardians of the globe and cecil walks in and he's having a meeting with robot at the pentagon and robots like look before before we start I need to find somebody named Invincible and I'm looking for him and I know you're his father Omni man worked with the government. And I was wondering if you'd be willing to allow me to use some resources to find him. He's like, yeah, that's you know, that's fine. We have him in our custody. Donald says, we've been providing uh, him with the best medical care we can get. And you know, that's, the least of your concerns at this moment we find out that the guardians of the globe haven't been doing as good of a job as the original guardians of the globe and this is a concern because how much time and effort robot has done to handpick the team members of this new team which basically uh Donald tells robot, you know, you're seem to be struggling. You don't really seem to be failing at the missions that you are given. But your response time fucking sucks basically is what he says. And he's like, "You are going to be y'all are all basically being put on probation to uh till y'all like, get better or whatever, you know. And if we have to, we'll replace you." Donald is not above replacing somebody to get the job done. Donald knows how it is, and maybe they'll put Robot in and turn him into like I don't know, uh, a water fountain or maybe like a soda machine, you know? Because Robot obviously isn't doing the best job he can do, or his team isn't, you know. But I would, maybe we can recycle Robot and turn him into something else. That would be cool. Because, I mean, honestly, I'm getting really creepy vibes from Robot at this moment. He, uh, he, he, I think there's something up with Robot. I don't know what exactly it is, but I feel like there's something up with Robot. Anyways, moving along. So we move from the Pentagon, which I think we move from the Pentagon to another part of the Pentagon now that I think about it. I'm not 100% sure. I don't know. But, Mark. Wakes up and Cecil's like, Oh, good, you woke up. And Mark's like, It's all over the news. It's all all, all, the whole fight of Omni Man is all over the news. And Cecil's like, Yeah, as the public knows, you are attached to Omni Man. And everybody knows Invincible is Omni Man's son. They don't know about what happened exactly, but they know y'all were fighting. They didn't know that you were fighting to help save the world. But, uh, basically, thousands upon thousands of people died and were horribly injured. Yeah, that happened. And he's he's like, how do you know this? And he's like, oh, well, I had, there was an earpiece in Omni-Man's ear. And it's a two-way radio type of thing, you know. And we recorded the whole conversation. And he's like, oh, um, I guess that's a good thing. Uh, I don't know. But we see Cecil and Mark walking along. um, They go into this hallway and they go into this white room. It's a white room. And Cecil begins to tell Mark. He was like, Mark, look, this is what happened. While you were asleep, we let your mother listen to the tapes. And he's like, what? Why would you do that? Because of some of the horrible, horrible things Omni Man said about Debbie Mark's mother. If you don't remember the things that he said, they were pretty horrible and basically said. Omni Man basically said that Debbie was basically like a pet to Omni Man. <laughs> like a plaything type of thing. But we all know that Omni Man did have some sort of affection for Debbie, even though he was trying to downplay it quite a bit. You know how it is. And so they start talking about what exactly happened. And then Mark's like, wait, um, why, why are we in a, just a white room? What What's going on? And so we get this, this really interesting reveal that they're not just in a white room. They're in basically this big research facility. We can see, um, the immortal, I forgot his name for a minute. The immortal over here being worked on, if you don't remember the immortal was decapitated in one of the last issues (laughs) and the immortal always comes back and we also we think that the immortal might be abraham lincoln yes the abraham lincoln uh who helped free the slaves in the emancipation proclamation well he might also be a superhero we don't know but in this universe he's a superhero and so He's like, Mark's like, what in the world is going on? And we get this really interesting explanation. (laughs) That all the the water, all the drinking water in the world has this chemical in it to where you can't see, whoever drinks the water can't see this like particular frequency of light. And that's why it looked like they basically walked into an empty room and he, he like flicks on the light off and on a little bit to show him like yeah it's this is, this is a thing you know and he's like uh uh what uh, okay yeah you know they kind of move on from that it, there's a whole big monologue section which I don't want to get into because it's pretty long in this but it's a really interesting but he turns out that um what Cecil basically wants is well they find out first that omni-man is not on earth omni-man is gone as we found out from the last issue we find out that they lose track of omni-man and they're waiting for possibly his return to try to take over the world they don't know and like destroy the world because that's what his job was to secretly do for like i think like 20 years it was or 16 17 years i can't remember and we, we have this um this this scenario that happens and Cecil basically says to Mark I need you to be our replacement. I need you to be the world's protector. And he starts talking to Mark and he's like, you know, I I, I work with your father like we've known before. And he's like, I you you have nothing to worry about, Mark. Your schooling is, has been paid for. Your college, your finances will be paid for. I just need you to be the hero that we need at this moment. Do not worry about anything. Just just basically be a hero. And he's like, you know, I will send you out the places Cecil says for when the bad stuff happens. And he's like that, that's all I have to do mark says and he's like you can count me in basically so they get into this particular uh, they go through the white room which is weird they go through a white room it's a completely white room i don't, I don't know how maybe it's they're showing that we can't see it i don't know but the the facility is no longer there which i'm not surprised that mark's not just bumping into stuff you know it's a it's a weird weird panel layout so we transition from that to eve Showing up to William's house and Eve's, uh, Eve, William's like, "Hey, Eve, what are you doing here?" And she's like, "Eve says, I, I, I didn't really know what to do or what excuse I needed to to tell potentially if your parents open the door, but luckily William opened the door and we find out that, or or William finds out that Eve has a friend quotations in the government and she tells him that mark is okay mark is safe and everything is cool you know everything's good he's like oh that's great that's great you know he's like hey let's celebrate and then you get this really odd confused look on eve's face i don't know i guess they're celebrating the fact that mark is okay and safe so after mark leaves the the hospital the the end we see Mark and his mom, Debbie, get home. Debbie automatically goes up to um, to the room. She's like, I'm going to bed. And he's like, Mom, are, are you okay? And she's like, not even close. So Debbie obviously has bad depression, PTSD, something like that. You know, some emotional scars that we can't see, obviously. And we see mark go sit to sit on the couch several panels we see the beeper goes off that was given to him by cecil and it says trouble in space he puts his ear touches his earpiece and he's like hey okay what's going on what's what's going on what do i need what do i need to do you know and he's like cecil says wrong move okay first and foremost are you in your costume he's like no i'm not in my costume and he's like cecil says look if you're gonna touch the earpiece You better be in your fucking costume or you're going to give away your identity. That's basically a step step one in this scenario as it is. And we see uh, Invincible fly off into outer space. And we find out that Alan the alien is showing back up. And we see Alan flying to Earth or, or outer space outside of Earth's atmosphere. And we get this funny little returning... I guess it's joke or reference. We see the blo- the biplane, which was a couple of issues ago. He was a villain. He's basically like the vulture in this universe. He is floating dead in the in outer space because he was thrown into outer space by, I think, was it Invincible or was it Omni-Man? I, I can't remember to be exactly who, who threw him into outer space. I can't remember. I'll have to go look that up and see. But Alan is waiting looking for obviously invincible because they have a little bit of history and invincible shows up and he and alan's like hey invincible oh my god i, I he's like i'm good, glad to see you he's like hey nice nice punch by the way uh man you know and he's like what do you uh mean w- warn me because in alan wanted to warn invincible what what's exactly going on and alan is part of the coalition of planets as as we know and he basically says once he got back to the coalition planets, he found out that Earth is off limits and Earth has been off limits for years because there has been a Viltramite on the planet. The coalition are are against the Viltrumites and they're basically kind of at war with the Viltrumites. So if there's a planet that has a Viltrum on it, they don't really go to that planet because bad things will clearly happen. And we find out that we get this kind of interesting role reversal from when Alan and invincible first met up where, and Alan is the one getting caught up on things and invincible is the one telling him exactly what happened in this particular um, scenario that they're in, you know, and all it talks all about uh, what happened with his father and and stuff like that and it's really interesting scene that we get which i do i do actually really like we find out more about what happened to alan's race where alan's race they were basically wiped off the face of the earth nearly killed to extinction and we find out that you know alan doesn't even know his father because there were breeding camps and uh, different, uh, you know, child raising colonies to try to bring up the um, the birth rate for Alan's particular species. And he's like Viltrumites did all this stuff. Like the Viltramites are the are are like the evilest thing in the universe, basically, from from what we were telling, or what we've been told, and trying to figure out what exactly next they need to do and mark says you know i don't know the viltrums i never met the viltrumites or went to their home planet i know nothing about them but they wanted me to join their group and he was like i'm not i'm not about that you know i'm here to protect the earth i'm ready and willing to to protect the earth and we get this interesting, it's nice, nice scene, which parallels very much back to the previous, a previous issue, early, early issue. I can't remember what issue it was. Cause this is how long I've been reading invincible for, uh, kind of all runs together eventually. Uh, and we get, he, we get the scene where Alan asks him because they're up in space talking in their brains because Alan is, has telepathic powers as well. And, so they don't talk whatsoever they're just holding their breaths mind talking and alan asks invincible what are you exactly going to be doing he's like well i guess i'm gonna finish high school and that's where our comic ends or this particular issue ends and this is where we finish invincible ultimate collection volume one i know it took a long time but we finally got there Now we get to move on to Invincible Ultimate Collection, Volume 2. Yeah. So let me give you my thoughts on this particular issue. I personally feel this was a very, very big info dump issue uh, to set up things that are eventually will come about in the series. But this issue wasn't bad It's not my favorite issue of Invincible so far, but it was good enough and it kept the story going. There are very much a lot of emotional stakes within this particular issue about the fallout of what Omni-Man basically did uh, to his family. But this was an enjoyable issue. I do feel like... There is that particular info dump when they're in the white room. I feel like they could have cut that out. I didn't really think we needed it unless it comes in the play later about the whole water thing. It was just so it was, that part was just okay. Um, but what really got me was how the last issue we were on affected so much of what happened in this issue. Seeing Mark, um, recover and come to terms with what happened seeing his, his his mom come to terms or not really come to terms but seem to dive into depression being alone trying to deal with this particular uh, set of events you know it it was really interesting to see and when we get into the next volume it won't really it'll start touching on mark's life as a superhero and that'll be really interesting. He'll be he'll become Omni-Man's replacement and we'll go have to go from there. But yeah, this was this was an enjoyable issue. It's not it's not the best issue because it's not really action packed. It's very much a lot of talking heads in this issue. A lot of talking heads. There was the only real action in this issue was when Omni-Man, not Omni-Man, when Invincible hit Allen from behind cheap shot at him which come on invincible don't cheap shot alan alan's like one of the best characters in this comic book and you want to do that to my boy alan how can you do that to alan the alien best character in the comic book just saying he actually might be the strongest character in the comic book from what i remember um but yeah i just want to say this is okay you know I, i i i wasn't like disappointed by it but yeah it was just it was just a an issue uh you know but thank you for listening. Uh, you can find our other podcasts of Otakuology as well as our Pokemon podcast. Got to read them all, all on our podcast feed. We are on all major podcast platforms, as well as YouTube at Otakuology. Not enough people go to our YouTube channel, um, but yeah, check out us, rate and review our podcasts, leave us a review if you want to hit us up on Instagram. Do so, ask us questions. You know, I just want to say thank you for listening and sorry for the wait i am sorry for the wait Um, i had things on my on my mind on my life you know uh i started doing some other stuff so yeah i promise in 2022 which is now by uh, this recording uh we will be doing more invincible trying to do it on a regular basis when i can but yeah Thank you for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed, and I will catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening.